Ciao, ciao. Hope you are having a wonderful day. We got some great feedback from our recent episode on Bold Perceptions with Kim Bowman. Focused a lot about health, fitness, and nutrition. Got some wonderful feedback and questions for Kim. There's eight of them. They're kind of next level regarding nutrition. I learned a lot from them. Also, don't forget, if you want to take your, your health to the next level, hit up Kim. She's a nice girl. You know, go into the DMs, contact her. We'll set it up, a little group DM. We want to build this community and connect the doer. So, hey, here are the eight questions for Kim. Number one, can you digest more than 40 to 50 grams of protein within a two-hour period? Yeah, so this is a really good question. I get asked about protein a lot. Um, So typically your body cannot digest more than about 20 to 25 grams um, within the hour because if you have more than that, you're really not allowing it to efficiently metabolize and be used to protein synthesis and muscle synthesis. So the more that you can actually spread it out, the better you're actually able to get that benefit from the protein. So I would say if you have about 20 to 25 grams max in an hour and then two hours after that have another, that's going to actually benefit you more in the long run than if you were to have 40 grams of one serving. So a lot of times you'll find protein powders marketed as one scoop and they say 40 grams. Well, it's way too much protein to have at at one time. You definitely want to spread your protein intake over Um, the course of about two hours and it's just going to allow your body to uptake the protein much more efficiently and utilize it better um yeah question two what are the pros and cons of working out on an empty stomach fasted cardio yeah i'm a huge advocate for fasted cardio if it's done well um there's a lot of benefits in the research that show fat uh, fasted cardio as a great fat burning method So essentially what you're doing is when you're putting your body into that fasted state, um, you're cutting off your eating window at night, and then the next morning you're going into a workout without really fueling your body. So what that does is you start to utilize uh, your body's energy stores from the previous day. So essentially that's going to be mostly fat. So once you burn through your carbohydrate and your glycogen stores, you're going to start utilizing more mostly fat as a primary energy source. So what that can do is actually boost uh, your ability to use fat as a primary energy source and really um, enhance that fat burning capability that you would get from a cardio workout. Um, The only con that I would say is associated with that is I wouldn't recommend it for people that have um, low blood sugar um, or any kind of hyperglycemia um, condition just because it's obviously, you know, you don't want to put your body in that state where you're not providing it with the fuel, but for people that, you know, are healthy and and want to just kind of cut down a little bit, I definitely say try it out. Um, as long as you're kind of not going on an extended fast. So if it's kind of a more mild fast, um, it can have a lot of benefit. The only other con that I would also say is that it does sometimes have the ability to lose a little bit of protein. If you're kind of, again, going through that extended fast so i'd say do fast cardio with a mild fast around um, if you're anywhere from 14 to kind of 16 hours that's probably the cutoff there question three in general how often should you eat in order to allow for digest digestion 
and maintain blood sugar level metabolism. Meal timing, yeah, this is a really good concept uh, that I think people need to be more aware of is timing your meals. So when you kind of set periods throughout the day where you know um, that you're going to be having your meal, I think it really does create awareness around food. So I definitely recommend kind of timing your meals throughout the day. Typically, I'd suggest about two to three hours between meals, um, depending on kind of how large they are. I don't usually, when I develop meal plans, I don't usually uh, like to give out more than four meals a day just to minimize kind of the time preparing. So I usually like to spread those out about around a three-hour, two-hour period. Uh, Depending if someone is doing fasting, it might be a smaller window there. But definitely two to three hours is going to optimize digestion. Um, That's kind of another reason why I don't like to typically recommend people that are people to over snack and kind of continually snack throughout the day because then you're not really allowing your body to efficiently metabolize and utilize the energy um, from each meal. So the more that you can kind of, you know, spread those meals out, the better your body is going to become at utilizing those calories for energy. Number four, which diet is most effective for fat loss? So diets, I don't like to use the word diet, but I say that focusing more just on incorporating whole foods and quality foods that aren't considered processed foods or prepackaged foods that you would get from a store. So the more that you can really cook your own meals and utilize lean proteins, um, quality sources of protein, fish, chicken, turkey, and whole grains, uh, complex carbohydrates with a lot of fiber and healthy fats that aren't coming from any kind of processed trans fats. Um, that you would find in a lot of prepackaged foods coming from the store. So the more that you can utilize whole foods like vegetables and lean proteins, it's kind of like the caveman style days where you would use, you know, the lean proteins and and quality food. There was no processing happening there. So the more that you can utilize that, the better. Um, In terms of diet, again, I don't recommend a specific diet for weight loss. I just like to consider lifestyle approach. That's kind of my whole philosophy with nutrition. Um, So the more that you can kind of focus on utilizing quality ingredients and then also, you know, creating healthy lifestyle for yourself in terms of working out and then also, you know, not over snacking or or being aware of how much you're eating throughout the day is going to benefit you uh, long term for for fat loss. Number five, what oils are best to cook with? I love that we have this question because this is such... Uh, an important topic and I think there is so much controversy with this because there's actually um, not a lot out there that kind of gives people this advice and oils processed oils are probably one of the worst things for your body they cause so much inflammation and I'm talking about trans fats so this is basically hydrogenated oils that have been highly processed these are highly inflammatory Um, and can cause a lot of inflammation in your body that can be chronic over time. So in terms of oils for cooking, I would say definitely stick to a quality, quality, quality olive oil, extra virgin olive oil. Avocado oil is amazing as well. Coconut oil is great. Um, Those are probably my top three. I would also say even using a quality grass-fed butter or ghee, I know that's not an oil, but those as well are great to use. Um, Definitely stay away from the like safflower oil, peanut oil, or sesame oil. 
Um, they're just extremely inflammatory, especially when cooking as well. Number six, is it really just calories in, calories out, or is there more to it? Calories in, calories out. Yes, uh, good question. I think, yes, there definitely is more to it than just calories in, calories out. I think a lot of times people will do a really intense workout and then, you know, it's really them using it as a way to say, well, I can eat whatever I want now. And no, like, unfortunately, if you really do want to see a change in body composition, it's so important to um, have quality calories. So it's not really just about about intake um, and energy expenditure and what you're burning throughout the day, but it's really also about incorporating quality calories, fuel. Your, Your food is your fuel, you're fueling your workout. That is so, so, so important. Um, definitely make sure that you're utilizing quality foods when you're engaging in a training program and that's going to optimize any goal that you're going to get to. So essentially, yes, calories in. If you're burning calories in a workout, you are going to be um, improving, but I do think that quality is so important and should be considered more often. Seven, are there any processed foods to really watch out for? Processed foods, yes. So if there is one thing that you can do to improve your nutrition, it is eliminate processed foods. So I'm talking about potato chips, store-bought cookies, cakes, pastries, microwave popcorn, unfortunately. So anything that has to go through a packaging process to get to the grocery store is typically a processed food, but... I mean, there's stages. So obviously the ones that are very high in refined sugar have a lot of sugar, highly refined, you know, high fructose corn syrup, dextrose. Those are going to be ones that you're going to want to avoid. Breakfast cereals, one of the worst. They are very high in sugar. You're going to send your body through a blood sugar roller coaster of sugar cravings throughout the day, having a highly um, breakfast cereal high in sugar. Definitely avoid that one. Um, Other than that, of course, trans fats. So these are hydrogenated oils and anything that has canola oil, uh, safflower oil, sunflower oil, which is found in a lot of uh, potato chips and microwave popcorn, you're going to want to avoid those as well. Those are highly inflammatory. So the more, again, that you can prepare your own foods, the better. The last one that I will say, trans fat, margarine. No one should be eating margarine. Throw that away. (laughs) Number eight, the final question. How important is it to get protein in after a workout? Protein after a workout. Protein after a workout is so, so, so important. Um, Definitely essential for recovery, essential for protein synthesis, essentially really, really, really key for muscle building and building lean muscle. So definitely uh, don't skip out on incorporating protein if you are aiming to build lean muscle very important to get a quality source of protein in terms of timing um there was research from a while ago that said you need to have this immediately and um, i remember when i was training we would always have that ingrained into us as well as protein right away um the research now has come out and saying that you can have it within about 30 to 45 minutes after and it will still have a, an optimal benefit so Don't feel like if you don't have it immediately after your workout or within like 20 minutes that you won't get any benefit. Of course, if you have it 
you know, anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour after your workout, you still will benefit from having protein. Just make sure it's a quality source. Um, That's super important, um, probably more important for sure.